We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 277. They got the game they were trying to get in Fenway. They split the first two, which means they have stolen home field advantage back. Scott, how are you feeling after this win? Feeling good, feeling confident, feeling great. This is, uh, this is exactly what needed to happen. They went into uh, to Fenway knowing that they had to take one game. That was the goal. One game. We talked about that yesterday. Everybody's in freaking doomsday saying the, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. This team sucks. They're going to get swept. Blah, 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 blah. No. The team uh, you know, left Fenway, leaving Boston now, and, uh, and, and mission complete. They, they got the one game. Well, it's really it, it's huge because had they lost this game one way or the other, however they lost the game, we would have just been still focused on that first game that they wasted all those opportunities. And I'm glad now we don't have to really worry ourselves with that anymore, as long as the Yankees can take care of business at home, which they've done the last two postseasons. Yeah, I mean, it's no, there's no definite for sure. I mean, the, the Red Sox can still hit the ball out of the ballpark and, and Yankee Stadium is going to, um, you know, it's going to help them do that as well, too. So it's a, it's, it certainly um, plays to their strengths as well. But again, like you just said, the Yankees have taken care of business there. They know how to play there. The crowd's going to be stupid. And, you know, they're going to um, be the favorite. They're the favorites now. You know, they, they've switched everything around. 
And it was kind of a it's so high level on this game. Price was exactly the pitcher we thought he was going to be. He's a bum. Yeah. He cannot face the Yankees. His he just craps himself every single time. And it happened. Judge, I think, set the tone so much in the first inning. And you can tell because that picture that was going around Twitter where Judge is finishing his swing, that ball is flying through the air 440 feet or wherever it traveled, and David Price is screaming into the air, <laughs> praying to God, like, this can't be happening again. It is happening again, you bum. Everybody needs to go right now to the Bronx Pinstripe Fan Shop and buy the t-shirt that we just put out called Owned. You'll see it. It's beautiful. It's probably my favorite thing I've ever seen in my life. So go check it out. So the, uh, go ahead. The uh, that pitch, that that tone setting home run by Aaron Judge was ridiculous. Again, just like the wild card, he came out, set it in the beginning, fired up like this. This guy, I was I was talking to uh, to my wife about this watching the game. Like when you look at Aaron Judge. And and just your see how focused and his eyes he's got a different look than most guys like he is so freaking locked in when he's up at that plate, and you know he knew he knows that that at, you know as he goes this team goes and and he set it off. Did you hear that stat that Darling uh, said that he has a hit off seven different pitchers already? It's only been three games, so it doesn't matter who the hell they're throwing up there. He he's locked in. Definitely set the tone tonight. And we do have a little bit of a treat here tonight because sitting to my left is a sad Red Sox fan who had to watch David Price poop himself again. Kevin, say what's up and what are your thoughts on that bum $240 million David Price? Hey, everybody. Uh, I guess I would say the one positive was I was stuck on a flight without satellite TV for most of the game. Um, you know, I, I, I think I think as a Boston fan, David Price it is tough because you see him... Second half of what he was doing this year, and I think everyone was always, whether you're a Red Sox fan or not, wondering, has he, has he turned to the corner here? Is he going to figure things out in the playoffs? I, I think the answer is clearly <laughs> he's no. He's 0-9. <laughs> we were talking before we he's, started recording. He's 0-9. We were talking before we started recording, and Kevin said, you know, I really thought this was going to be the year that it was just going to work out for Price, because he did have a good second half, but he had to go against the Yankees in his first game. That's... I think an impossible spot for him. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, just watching this. Go so ahead. Far. <laughs> I want to. I want to hear. No, I just. I want to hear the tears. I want to hear the tears. <laughs> no, t- no tears yet. Uh, I've still. I've still got faith. Um, but listen, I. I mean, I'll hand it to you, Judge. Having an unbelievable series. I, it. It's scary every time he's up at bat. Um, I really do wonder though, Price. I, I wonder what it would be if you put him at a three start him at the three instead of the two let someone else take he's not, gonna pitch he's not going to yankee stadium this is, this is this was the only opportunity he was going to get was going to be at fenway park if they put him in yankee stadium he wouldn't have made it out the out of the first inning never mind the second yeah no, no, no that would have been an absolute disaster for boston the uh i mean it was a disaster in the first place uh, the guy comes into the game zero and eight in the playoffs and he's got that that giant you know, weight on his shoulders, knowing damn well that he needs a win to erase this, this, uh, this zero, and he he can't get it. And and Judge and the rest of these guys, they know that too. And they're they're gonna make damn sure that it's not gonna happen against them. They know what what a what a big, what a big mental <laughs> head fuck this is, and they gotta keep it going. 
That's why the Red Sox, we saw the Red Sox treating game one like it was game seven. Because yes. they knew they had Price going the next day, and they don't trust him. I, I think what, what, the way we saw Cora manage game one showed you what the Red Sox coaching staff thinks of David Price. There's no doubt about it. I, I, I think, I mean, there's no reason why they should trust him. He has never proved that he can do anything in a meaningful game ever. So there's, there's no reason to trust a guy like that. The beautiful thing is, is how many more years do they have of this bum? Well, he could opt because, out after this year. Oh, you yeah. think this is going to cause him to opt out? I mean, God, no. I know it's a ton of money. It's over, it's close to $30 million a yeah. year. But how does, that guy go home that to, how does that guy go home tonight and sleep? I guess on his, care. someone he will reply on, on his pillow bed of, of money, freaking, but... Yeah, pillow of cash. He doesn't <clears> give a shit. Damn. You think he sad. lives in Boston? He's probably so far away from Boston, hanging out in Nashville with Sonny Gray in the offseason, <laughs> doing, doing all these things. I mean, look, he probably had a really good pep-up talk with Sonny before the game. Right. You know, they watched a little peaky. Yeah, my and, stuff uh, was good in the bullpen, and uh, both their, didn't work out. Their stuff was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So the, these guys, the little Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt connection... They, they got it going. So, you know, uh, no, he doesn't live in Boston. He's going to take their money. And he's going to be a dick for, to the media for the rest of the time, too. And I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. And he's going to come into the Yankee Stadium or, or in Fenway or wherever we play them. And he's going to get lit up. This That's was an absolute nightmare for, for Price and, and Red Sox fans. And you could tell they were turning on him early. Uh, so, like we said, Judge set that tone early. But I thought it was huge that the Yankees just came right back in the second inning and didn't let him off the hook. Sanchez with the home run. He had a massive night. Awesome to see Sanchez because so many people were calling for him not, not to even start in the playoffs. And so far in the playoffs, he's been one of their better players because he's caught the games well. And tonight, his bat came alive. And that's huge. And uh, McCutcheon with the, with the hit as well to, to score a run. So that knocked Price out early. They may have let the bullpen off the hook, but they didn't let Price off the hook. No, they didn't. They certainly got to him, and they and they had to do that. They had to put that dagger in before you know, you know, for whatever reason. Because if he gets through a couple of innings and then he starts feeling better about things and you know gets a little bit you know into uh, into a groove, then you know who knows? I mean, it's not like he doesn't have talent. We know he has talent, but the guy just is mentally mentally weak when it comes to playing the Yankees. So they needed to get to uh, you know just make sure that they had that nail in the coffin, and they well, did. And, and and the Gary Sanchez home run was was freaking awesome because that's the guy that's been struggling for so long like that one hurts the one-off price you're talking about yes 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 um and yeah i mean the talent's not an issue the talent's not an issue with price the talent's not an issue with stanton either but we're watching a guy go through major struggles in the postseason i know it's only two games against the red sox but he's left so many damn runners on base he goes up there it looks like without a plan and he's down 0-2 before he can blink an eye and then you know what's going to happen it's so predictable it's going to be a strikeout and that's it yeah, I mean, he's uh, he he definitely doesn't. He looks he looks uh, pretty lost right now. He just looks like he's he's struggling. But again, you, the first thing you said, and this is the the biggest the biggest thing to look at to me is it's two games, and we know when you know he's not going well. He um, he 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 does have this this uh, this lost about look. But when he is going well, and and that's how he ended the season. He ended the season in a very hot streak. He was really good. He carried this team for a long time in the season, so I'm not gonna, you know, crush a guy for two games. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it play out. See what happens when he goes well, to Yankees. Plenty of people are crushing him on Twitter and everything. 
They're, they have that's, uh, that's fine. Twitter's crushing everybody. I don't give a shit what Twitter's doing. <laughs> would right you? Now. Would because you, they're uh, all they're all crushing everybody. I mean, even when we win, I see like ninety seven percent of the feed is negative. So you know, it is what it is. Would you um, think about moving them out of the cleanup spot? No, I'd probably just keep everything the way it is. You know, runs really haven't been the problem. They've they've been scoring. No, I mean, so, they could have used you know, another run last night. But the lineup's working. the the lineup The lineup's yeah, working. They're too, getting guys the on base. They're certainly getting guys on base. They have not been able to get. They did not really. I mean, the the Sanchez three run home run was massive. Uh, that was an exhale moment for not only Gary Sanchez but the Yankees because they had let the Boston bullpen shut them down. But the game one, they were missing opportunities with those runners on base. So getting the guys on base has not been an issue. It's been cashing in. Yeah, but that's been the struggle all year. All, so these guys, these guys are, we know what they are. They're home run or they're strikeout. You know, that's the majority of the things that happen. And when you have a, a bunch of guys on, um, you know, they're just not the type of team that's going to hit that double in the gap and, and, you know, make for a long inning and just round the bases and keep, just keep, keep these guys running on the base path. Like it's, it's, it's slow trots or, 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 you know, they're walking back to the dugout. That's it. And that's what it's been all year long. So I don't really expect things to change drastically at this point. And another big question coming into this game was how's Tanaka going to do because he had struggled against the Red Sox, kind of like Price had struggled against the Yankees all season. But Tanaka showed up five innings, which was, I think, everything that they could have asked for. And yep. that now improves his postseason career to 30 innings pitch at a 150 ERA. So Damn. the postseason Tanaka that we saw last year showed back up tonight. Yeah, and that's huge. It needed to happen because now when you look at the two teams – and and how the uh, the pitching staffs, you know how they are, and I know there's a day off, uh, which which helps everybody out. But I mean, the Red Sox are they they used they used Rodriguez, they've used Porcello, they've used a lot of their starting pitchers because their bullpen is garbage. They now don't have the knuckleballer, and they brought in uh, Embry or uh, the Alan Embry clone, and and now Heath you know Hembry. they're all hurt. Heath Embry, which is Alan Embry, it's like a Bizarro Al- Alan Embry, yeah. <laughs> um, but so you know they're they're beat up right now, and and Kelly went to uh, what two innings? Kelly two actually looked filthy. I, I was glad that they took Kelly out because he was mowing them down, right? But he also got a lot of work, you know. So right. that that could uh, that could change things, and, and you know I don't know if he'll be back. If he'll, I'm sure he will be on Monday. Oh, yeah. But but still, yeah. that's you know if he if he goes any any bit of length an inning or two, then you know he's probably unavailable for the following game. So. I, I I like what they've done. They've they've put every the Red Sox in a very very difficult position with all of the pitching, uh, and, and you know that's that was the big deal. Get through the starters, get to that bullpen, wear them out, and and see what happens. And that's what happened. And they get they got one uh, one win. Yeah, when Price was taken out of this game, I I did not expect the game to go the way it did. Where I thought the Yankees were going to just murder the the Boston bullpen once again, and until the seventh inning, they shut them down. And I was thinking this is a role, role reversal of last night where Boston wasn't able to tack on and the Yankees almost came back. I know Boston had a few different threatening opportunities. They had the Bogarts home run and then uh, against Dillon, they, they, they got a run. But by that time, Sanchez had already hit the, the insurance home run. So it was kind of a weird game in the middle there where both teams were on their heels. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of uh, a lot of nothing happening. There were some there were some quick innings. I mean, we had uh, Batances in his first uh, inning get one two three. Tanaka had a, a couple one two three innings, some super fast innings too, and um, 
and yeah, there just you know there wasn't there wasn't a ton happening uh, after uh, that home run to Bogarts. It seems like you know Tanaka really locked himself down, and and then the bullpen again. I mean, the story the story for the Yankees one of their biggest strengths all year, right? We know it's the bullpen, the bullpen, the bullpen, and it's been as advertised so far. It's been really good. Dellen had that you know that one little blip, but you know overall been really really good. It was awesome to see that Chapman was able to get back from a, a after walk. that leadoff walk you, my god four run lead and what does he do he lock, walks the leadoff hitter of course that's what chapman yeah. is going to do yeah um maybe chalk that up to hasn't pitched in a few days because we know how chapman is when he ha- when he doesn't get regular use yeah but usually it doesn't stop <laughs> usually it, this, it, he did turn usually that quickly. just spirals yeah something, something snapped in him and, and, he, and he figured it out but uh, what did you think of Boone's decision to take Tanaka out after five innings, despite allowing only the one run, going to Batances uh, for two innings again? Yeah. Um, but really what we saw was him not letting Tanaka go through that Boston lineup a third time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine with that. I, I like. I think he got he got what he needed to out of Tanaka. And, and then from there, you know, you have basically a rested bullpen ready to go. You have uh, the majority of your guys – you know, ready to roll, and, and Batances, who's been pitching so so lights out lately, um, is ready to go. And he had what a six or seven pitch sixth inning. I mean, yep. it was a Breeze it was ridiculously fast. Inning. We kind of yeah. saw the Batances, a little bit of a scary Batances for that second inning of work that we've seen before. Um, I thought McCutcheon misplayed that ball off the wall. I think that could have actually been held. He could have held the runner at third base if he had played a little differently. So maybe Batances could have gotten out of that with no runs. Yeah, it would have been close. I mean. I- I'm not sure if he would have scored or not, but it was um, he definitely misplayed the ball. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I mean that's a that's a tough left field to play when you don't have any experience playing left field. Period. That's a that's kind of running into the gauntlet. But um, it would have been close. It would have been a close play. But either way, Dellen he comes back out. I think one of the the decision for him to come back in the second inning, if he had a good first inning, was was already made that he was going to come back out. I think you know Boone was ready to go uh, a second inning with him. But the fact that he got out of that first inning, that sixth inning, so fast with you know so few pitches thrown, I don't know. Just it seemed like it was uh, it was helping that decision more. You know, I mean, it was justifying that decision more. I guess D Rob would have been the other guy, right? Because yeah. we saw him warming up later in the game anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I was all right with it. I mean, obviously they, that's what he's doing. And shit, I mean, he's he was so good in the wild card game, right. so it's really hard to doubt that right now. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I think it just seems like that's what Boone has decided Batansis' role is going to be this, this series, this playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think he's still going to play it by, you know, what he's seeing too. I really, you know, I, I'm impressed by the way Boone is doing things like this. I mean, he's, he is absolutely, you know, managing with his gut right now. And I truly believe that, you know, we're really? not looking. You don't think he's got uh, loads of data being shoved up his ass by Brian Cashman every single day no, because I do. no that's that's your narrative that you say all the time. It's I, not my I narrative; it's the truth. But it's not the truth because in the game he's not looking at that shit. He's looking at what is happening in front of his eyes, and he's saying, "Okay, we're good. I'm going to go another one." That's what he did. That's what he did in in the wild card game. Th- there was nothing saying that Batances is better in the second inning. Do I don't you, know. I don't show me the numbers that Cashman sent to him that said, "Yep, yeah, this is probably a, a better idea than." Uh, than not. Do it, you, it just, they just weren't there. Do you watch Westworld? Yeah, I cannot handle that show. Are we sure I that watched Aaron the first Boone season. is not a host at this point? Concocted in uh, Brian Cashman's lab? Yeah. Like, he's I like mean, the Bernard on Westworld so. for anyone who watches that show. Like, we don't know what is real. But we he's know that... glitching out at this point. But Bernard is not real. 
No, but Bernard is becoming uh, <laughs> conscious of his own hostness. And anyway, getting off the, track, but he he has I, he I, has I absolutely been feeling the in game. He's been feeling the in game. I mean, that's what he was doing making with a lot of the these right guys. decisions. So whether you think that is because he's trusting his gut or just his decisions are working out, I I lean towards his decisions, which are made using analytics, the same way it's been for 162 games. There they have worked out so far. So great that 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 is still a credit to Boone. I'm not knocking Boone. I, but I can't see how you can possibly tell me that these are all. Be, I, I'm not denying that he uses the analytics. Of course he does. It's, we he uses all had the information. A bad feeling about Betances with inherited runners because of his struggles to hold runners on and to field his position, and then also in second innings of work because we've seen a few times where he's yep. come in and looked bad in that second inning, and he did not look as sharp tonight in the second inning. But when we looked, but why it up was the he other out night, there then? When we looked it up the other night, we actually learned. The analytics behind it don't back up that eye test. He, Dylan Batances, has the same numbers in high leverage spots, which are runners on base, as he does in low leverage spots. So, look, I mean, when I understand when it still doesn't feel good, but numbers tell a different story. Yeah, I don't know. When I'm when I'm seeing him and I'm and I'm and I'm seeing that he's consistently going with his guys, and he's he's always saying that he he doesn't he doesn't uh, you know go to the fact that people you get taken out because you have a, a, a bad a bad situation at one point he's looking at you and he knows that you're doing well and he sees that and he has these confidence in these guys and he's always talking about having his guys backs and the confidence of these guys that he's going to send them out there to me when i'm seeing that when when he's when he's leaving um guys and people were pining for for uh, glaber torres to get pinch pinch hit yesterday it didn't work like he struck out in a big spot people wanted neil walker in but he's staying with these guys because he's got to show them confidence. You're talking about giving him a take sign. He's doing that because he's, he's, he's not doing that because he's giving these guys, he's throwing his confidence behind these guys. That is part of managing with your eyeballs, with your, with the, your gut, with what you feel in that game. That's all part of that. The analytics I know are part of this game, but he's absolutely seeing these things and making decisions. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and, and you mentioned like the take sign on Glaber. It's something we talked about last night. It has really looked like Andujar and Glaber are, have not gotten comfortable in the postseason yet. No, they're they're definitely not. It's I mean Andujar now is, uh, including the wild card game, has been pulled twice in the sixth inning for defense, which I agree with. I agreed with it tonight as well. It's hard to I mean, disagree look at, with. Look it at what happened point. with Nunez. <laughs> Nunez I know, cost it's, the it's, Red Sox um, two at least two outs and almost a third if that challenge in the sixth inning or the seventh inning goes how I thought it should have gone. Yeah, I still don't understand what they saw. But um, especially w- considering the call on the field, it, I, right. I, don't I thought it was just going to stay as the call again. on the field. It didn't matter, which was great. It was so nice to ha- know once Gary Sanchez hit yeah, that ball 479 that. feet that we weren't going to have to talk about that anymore. God, we would have been complaining about that a lot. If that um, cost him the but, game, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, no, even if, even if uh, Sanchez didn't hit that home run. It would have been a point of contention. But yeah, I don't know what they were looking at. I don't know who in Chelsea is looking at these things or how zoomed in they can go and they're seeing like a, you know, a, a little piece of fabric from, a, from the toe of his cleat. I don't know. But it was, uh, to me, it was a bad call. Yeah. The, um, thankfully, Gary Sanchez erased that and actually got a hit, a big hit, a massive hit, a freaking moon ball out of the stadium with runners in scoring position. Um, so, but we're, what we're seeing is some of the guys who have been there, done that, like Aaron Judge, Brett Gardner, 
are having good at-bats. I thought one of the underrated at-bats of the game was in the second inning, Brett Gardner working along at-bat and walking off David Price to keep him um, working, keep him throwing pitches, and then McCutcheon got that single off the wall. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, Gardy, if you when you have a, a Gardy and McCutcheon in there, like that's got to be a pitcher's nightmare. These they, these guys take pitches, they work the count, they foul balls off, and you know they make you throw your your best pitch to to get them out. Or otherwise, they're walking, and, and that's what we saw with Gardy. Gardy worked the account, worked the at bat. Um, you know, took a, a a few very very close pitches that were wrapped around because this umpire was. You know, he was he was here, there, he was there. He was calling the same pitch, a, a strike and a ball within a couple of innings. He was very inconsistent. Um, it worked out in Tanaka's favor, I think, just because of those um, uh, the low breaking stuff in the zone. But yeah, but yeah, Gardy was working was, uh, working the count and had a, had some great at bats. JD Martinez was bitching pretty hard at the ump at one point. Yeah, he was he was pissed off. <laughs> they yeah. were all pissed off. Yeah, Cora was yelling at him. Uh, I thought he was equally bad for both sides, though. So. Same as same story with the umps in game one. I feel like uh, ba- October baseball just just brings out that like the it, it magnifies all of the shittiness of the umpires, which I think is because every moment is so important. That's why, and like so you, you live and but, die with every pitch. But like even that call at second base, which we said we we're not going to harp on, and here we are talking about it. But that's a call that. Um, like the umpire made a decision on the field, and then it was so close. I don't know. Like it's just, did he make the wrong call or was it really that? So, just another weird call by the Umps. I to to me, like I don't get that one. That was everything that we saw said that that he was off the bag. So I don't really understand what they were. You know how how does replay work in that way? How does it, how does how did how is that a, a call that is overturned? Right when when it's not when it's so the evidence you're looking at with with your own eyes, you see everything that he was off the bag. Uh, right. So I, I don't know. I, I don't really understand how they did that. Uh, replay is still is a, is a mystery to me. So mission accomplished. They tied the series at one. They got one of those first two games in Fenway Park. Now Severino back home on regular rest, coming off a good wild card start at home where he pitches better with against Porcello. Is Porcello still, as far as I know, Porcello is still lined up, uh, scheduled to pitch that game, right? Yeah, that's what they were saying. They they were yeah. mentioning that possibly uh, pushed back to game four, but because um, well, I think he was available tonight. So if um, if they push him back, though, it would probably be Avaldi. Yeah, I I guess I don't that's, think they're going to trust Avaldi going up against Severino in a in a basically a must win for the Red Sox because they're not going to want to go down two one. I would expect them to throw Porcello still. Yeah, and try and get four four five out of him. They're going to get as much as they possibly can. They will bleed him freaking dry. I mean, they, we might see Evaldi anyway. <laughs> yeah, right? you're right. They're, well, I mean, we've already seen uh, two of their... We, we've seen Porcello well, hey, already, and then we saw Rodriguez. Actually, how many pitches did David Price throw? Maybe he can come back. He didn't throw that would that be great. Pitches. That would be great. That would be great. Then, you know, then the, the, then the plan is back in action. So Porcello... Uh, pitch at Yankee Stadium. He threw... Porcello threw 15 pitches on Friday in the game, and then at least probably 15... B whips, right? Fifteen warm up pitches in the pen. Um, yeah, that's kind of like a throw day, so it might still work out for him. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they from what from what they were saying, there was there was definitely the considerations that he was staying in the rotation in the same spot, but there was a possibility that he'd be pushed back. I think maybe if he was pushed back, it would it would have depended on what happened tonight. If and the fact won. that they lost, yeah, I th- I think changes things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think you got to go because that's the that's the guy that you trust at this point. You know, uh, that's that's absolutely the guy that you trust. And I'll tell you what now. Now, now that I'm seeing, like, I saw, I saw what Chris Sale was after the fourth inning and, and, you know, how that velocity, like, dropped off of a cliff. You could tell that he's not totally right. And the fact that he threw all of those breaking balls. I don't know. A second time out, with Chris, if Chris Sale were to go against his team at some point. Uh, I mean, if, just, if we're I don't talking think about game five, Chris Sale against Hap again back at Fenway Park, I still, I still like uh, Sale in that situation. I don't know. Uh, maybe. He he's he's just he he showed that that he's not healthy uh, or not ready to to uh, okay, not to, healthy to pitch a, a, a ton of innings pretty damn well so no I know but I mean once you saw what happened in the fourth inning like the the um the fastball dropped from ninety five to ninety one to it ninety did. I mean it was it was it dropped off the face of the planet like, and that's unlike, a significant drop and unlike the Yankees who can live with four or five innings out of their starter the Red Sox cannot right. Yeah, I was listening to Boston Radio this morning, and they, even though they won game one, they, they already gave up on winning the World Series because they said there's no way that the bullpen's going to hold up for, for an entire month. No way. There's no possible way. <clears throat> this team is too thin. This is what we've been talking about this entire time. Chad Jennings was the first one to talk it up when he was on, our, on the show you know, earlier in the season. Probably it was in the, one of the pregame, uh, one of the preseason uh, spring training shows that we did was was that this this team is top heavy and, mm. and the bullpen is not part of that top heaviness. <laughs> they yeah. they they're hor- they're 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 shallow uh, and weak in the uh, minor leagues. They they have some uh, offensive superstars. They're top heavy in a rotation. They have the back end good, but the middle not so good. The pitching staff in the middle not so good. Yeah, let's uh, let's not get too too cocky because they still did win 108 games and they're capable of winning a game at Yankee Stadium. Despite I know the Yankees are a tough home team, I expect them to handle business at home. It's not going to be a cakewalk. Well, I, I fully expect that. I, I I totally get that, and I'm not even trying to downplay uh, the Red Sox because I know they can throw up a, a ten spot in in a blink of an eye. To me, that's the biggest thing. Like I think the Yankees are going to be uh, be able to hit this team for the remainder of the series. I think they're going to be able to swing the bat and and get get good opportunities. Uh, it's a matter of them, you know, shooting themselves in the foot or of them taking advantage of these opportunities. And then if they can hold the, the you know, obviously they're offensive at bay. But that's that's the biggest thing. We saw Gary Sanchez, uh, you know, kind of get over the hump, the, get over the the, the team's hump, uh, and and have that big three run shot. Um, that was a big deal. They need to continue to do that. When there's opportunities to score, you better goddamn score. So Kevin and I are going to the game on Monday, and uh, he picked the absolute worst Red Sox shirt to wear. He's wearing a, a Papelbon jersey to the game. So I fully expect him to also get beer dumped on him. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's going to make a little butthole with his mouth too when he is, is receiving the sign. Yes, as as he's waiting. So just a nice little a nice little tight butthole in Papelbon's mouth. Yeah, as he's uh, as he's waiting in the concession lines. That's what he's going to be doing, huffing and puffing. <laughs> yeah, um, we're feeling good. We're feeling good, and I think the voicemails coming up in the show. So they're going to be uh, game one and game two voicemails. So you're going to yes. hear some. Some epic lows after game one. Probably a lot of people bitching about Stanton. 
and maybe Glaber Torres at bat, and then a lot of highs, a lot of people getting on David Price. So I'm really looking forward there, to this set of voicemails. There's a lot of them. <laughs> the the, um, the voicemail line was was ringing off the hook all night long. So uh, yeah, Dom Dom is uh, putting them together for for tomorrow's or for this show, and we'll have it we'll have it up uh, when you guys hear it first thing in the morning. All right, so Kevin, what's your uh, confidence level having to go play the next two games at Yankee Stadium? Series tied. I think we're going to get one. Okay. They're going to get one. We'll see. Any last words, Scott? That didn't, that didn't, it didn't sound very confident. <laughs> it didn't sound very confident. No. <laughs> not, not even a little bit. Um, no, I just, I, I'm feeling good. Like, you know, going into the series in Fenway, I, I felt a, a, a weird calmness that, that this team was <laughs> going to do something. <laughs> been I, I have. I, I felt like after the first game, like even that first game, it was like, I don't know. They they showed something to me that they uh, that they were not ready to you know to lose to and and today with Price you know obviously what they did to Price the poor little bastard they um they they showed him once again that the Yankees are his indeed his daddy. It's two people two two Boston pitchers now we have fathered. <laughs> All right, enjoy the voicemails. We'll talk to you after Game Three. Believe it or not, George. Isn't at home to leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, hey, don't watch the game. Let's go, Yankees. Come on, what are you doing? Come on, we're, we're, I'm the best. Yankees are the best. Well, come on, you'll beat the Boston Red Sox. Come on. What are you doing? All right. My review of game one of the DS. Um, Glaber has got to sit, I think, game two. I've, I kept having enough of him swinging at sliders on the outside corner. It is uh, ridiculous. Um, I'm in a car right now. I'm closing my window. But it is ridiculous. Uh, he needs to stop doing that. I mean, the base is loaded. You watch Gary take four balls. Take that first pitch. If he takes that first pitch, that whole at bat is a walk. And you bring up the boys with the bags juice. Like, Glaber needs to sit in game two. He needs to sit. Or in those situations, you've got to put a bat who's got some veteran in him who knows what to do in that situation. End of the story. Ah. Listen, it's Jordan's best man, Tyler. I mean, I was I was tweeting for the count earlier, and I really did analyze like top five in the lineup. But um, Bob made a good point. Bobby said you, you can't win unless you really attempt to. Then you came out, you were scared. I, I mean, I don't know what to do. Um, I had a play. I had a hit that. Uh, listen, I mean, I. <laughs> Rob Russell in golf. You know who it is, baby. It's Petey Pinstripes again. Aaron Judge. He's fucking having a hot-ass postseason. He's now torn off. He's fucking going yard every fucking game. Yankees got this one in the bag. I'll see you on Monday, Boston. What's up? It's Petey Pinstripes again, baby. I guess someone told Gary Sanchez we're playing a fucking game now. He decides to hit the ball. Let's fucking go, Yanks. 2 nothing. 
Hey, Sticky Nicky here. Now that's what I call a fucking bukkake. We just bent Bryce over the fucking kitchen sink and railed him out to fucking... Okay, baby! Let's go, baby! Woo! David Price blows. Toil, toil, poison, David, Christ, ah! But we love the factory Yankee. He, uh, he makes, uh, the 26th man on the Yankees on us, you know, by giving us a freaking win 99% of the time. Kind of reminds me of Pedro Martinez. The, the three things that they have in common, there's three words that connect them. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? David Price is my favorite pitcher in the majors. Fuck him. David Price is a goddamn fuck. Looks like a of it. He pitches like the fucking dinosaur. I don't know what his name is. Well, I guess David Price and Pedro must be brothers because the Yankees are their daddy, baby. <laughs> Go Yankees! Yeah, um, David Price. Yeah, that was probably a better case for the Red Sox this evening because now they have a day off tomorrow. So at least whoever they bullpen today doesn't have to play two days in a row. Would have much preferred this to happen last night. David Price is by far the worst pitcher I've ever watched in my 21 years of living. This man stole so much money from the Red Sox organization. Seven years, 200 million for what? Gary Sanchez owns this bum. Get him out of here. Yo, David Price is awful. I told y'all he was bums from the start. Let's go. Yanks and four. The only thing better than David Price is the silly-ass fucking contract the Red Sox gave him. $30 million a year to get knocked around in the fucking playoffs. Every time, every time. Oh, hey, Aaron Judge, bing, pow, fuck you, David. Enjoy that must You fucking suck. Yanks and four. Oh, my little master, you're pitching so well. I would so, like, blow you if you were in front of me. I love the Yankees. I love the Yankees. Yankees are so awesome. I love Tanaka. Fuck Boston, baby. Mike Maiello out. Oh shit! I love David fucking Price. Uh, too bad they didn't leave him in longer though. Let's get the rest of this game. Go Yankees. David Price is a bitch. Gary fucking Sanchez. Two home runs in one game, three run home run. Aaron Judge goes deep, Yankees lead 6 1. Let's go. Fucking arrogant Red Sox fans. Suck my ass. Fucking Gary Dirty Sanchez doing big fucking things, taking it back to New York. Hell fucking yeah, baby. Chapman closes that shit out, even though I was scared as fuck. My nuts were going back into my fucking stomach. 
but we did it. Took this game. We're going back to the Bronx. One one. We're gonna fucking get these fucking guys' asses. Ooh, so fucking hype, bro. Let's get this shit done. We got Severino on Monday. That's it, bro. We good. Let's get it back, man. Ooh, I'm fucking hype. Boy, dumb. Great Sanchino strikes again. Chapman with a fucking killer outing. Let's go. Fucking Gary Sanchez doing big things. Fuck you, Red Sox. Fuck you. Yankee Tug. Yankee Tug. You hear them douchebag Boston fans? <laughs> Bring it on. Let's go. We're taking this series back to the Bronx 1-1, baby. Let's go. And you remember what happened last postseason? Undefeated at home? Mm, these Boston fans are mad. Bring it on, sweet Caroline. <laughs> Y'all are done. Let's go, Yankees, baby. Bronx Farmers. Fourth time calling tonight, baby. Look, after all this shit I've been through tonight, the fucking last this goddamn game, for them to pull that shit out, Sanchez, two homers, Chapman with the fucking blowout ninth inning. Woo! Let's go, baby. Y'all remember last postseason, undefeated at home. We're going back to the Bronx, one to one with the Boston Red Sox, best team in the league. Woo! Woo, motherfucker! Yankees in Let's go! Woo! Let's go. Tied at one, going back to the Bronx. The Yankees do what they had to do. They continue their absolute ownage of David Price. Might honestly be the greatest pitcher in Yankee history, to be honest with you. Gary Sanchez makes up for a season worth of frustration with two gigantic swings of his bat. Anybody who says that Austin Roma should have started over Gary Sanchez, please show your face and then go hiding for the rest of your life. The stadium on Monday better be one of the loudest places in the history of humanity. I'm so fired up right now. Let's go Yankees. We want Boston, we got this. Let's go, boys. Let's go! What's up, Pinstripers? This is Eric from Syracuse. And, uh, wow, what a great freaking game tonight. Tonight gave us just what we needed after J.A. had puked all over himself on Friday night. That freaking no-name Boston pitcher disrespecting Sanchez like that. I'm glad Sanchez came up later and got that three-run shot that clinched the game. And guess what? Newsflash, Boston fans. We're not going back to Fenway. Yankees are winning on Monday, Tuesday night, closing this motherfucker out, and then kicking the Astros' ass. So see you later. David Price is a bona fide fucking choke job. Boone is a genius. Gary Sanchez in that five spot. The Kraken has been unleashed. Look out, Boston. Look out. We're coming for you. We're fucking coming for you. Woo! Woo! Let's go, Yankees. <laughs> hey, so this is Evan calling from Boston. I just went out to Boston, right? I have a lot of um, Red Sox fan friends that told me, hey, let's go out and watch the game. So go out and watch the game. And um, immediately, Aaron Judge makes me look good because I'm wearing an Aaron Judge, you know, T-shirt. And the guy makes me look fucking good. And the team goes out up right away, and the whole game I'm chilling. Like, I was nervous, but the whole game I'm doing alright. 
because Aaron Judge bails me out. The captain, the future captain of the Yankees, makes me look good. I'm wearing his shirt. He, uh, I'm out in Boston representing an enemy territory. He makes me look good. And I think uh, the Yankees right now, they're going to do well. I think that the team's going to do very well despite, you know, some of, some of our fans are very negative, but it's okay. I think we're going to do very well. I think we're going to New York, and we're going to take care of business, and we're going to move on to Houston. I really believe that. So let's keep it moving. Let's keep momentum going. Come on, Yankees. You should have seen the sad faces on these Boston fans. They were really sad. They were really sad today, and it was delicious. Thank you, guys. Let's fucking go. David Price, get the hell out of here. Release the goddamn Kratchen on this sunny, gray motherfucker. Can't wait for game four. Three and four at New York. Seven to get on the mound. Destroy the Red Sox. And then season and lay his 40-year-old balls right over J.D. Martinez's face. Let's go, Yankees. Take care of home field. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.